Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowing.com. In this week's interview, we speak to one of our good friends of the show. He's been on the show many times before, and you should all know who he is. It is the legendary Jorge Cervantes. And we just get together and we just chat for an hour about you know, his book, his uh, new one, the We Grow Cannabis book. We also talk about his old books, the Cannabis Encyclopedia, just random stuff from his history. We just chill, have a smoke and relax with our good friend Jorge Cervantes and it was a real pleasure speaking to him as it always is but there isn't really much more to be said than that really it's just a nice relaxed conversation with a good friend of the show so I'm gonna let you chill out roll something man make sure you got something nice to consume before we move on to the episode here and just get high and chill with us while we speak with Jorge Cervantes so I hope you enjoy this interview and I'll speak to you at the end of this so get high and enjoy see you in a bit good how have you been Jorge how's things with the book uh good 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 we're just out uh out flogging stuff I'm doing uh interviews and stuff now Mm -hmm. I've been seeing you began around a lot of podcasts right yeah yeah that's a good deal and then I had also uh there was uh, an interview published in Soft Secrets oh cool uh, yesterday I think was it yesterday yeah Nice. Or maybe it was today. Uh, Fabricio, Fabricio from uh, Soft Secrets. Nice. Uh, made an interview. Yeah, it was quite good. Yeah, man. Quite good. I've done some writing for Soft Secrets in the past. I've uh, released a few articles of mine that I wrote for them. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Cliff sent me. My editor sent me a uh, an email. Who was it? Doctor, doctor, doctor. One of the the writers for Soft Secrets. Uh, the, well, old writer, not not currently writing for, him, mm-hmm. uh, is <laughs> he's lecturing at Oxford. Wow. Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a link on it, actually. Yeah. No way. Well, that isn't me. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not lecturing at Oxford. Okay. I'm not a doctor nor a lecturer at Oxford. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Um, Phil, Phil, here it is. Yeah. Phil, yeah. his name is. Dr. Phil. Doctor Dr. Phil? Yeah. Well, Not, yeah that Dr. Phil. Not that Dr. Phil. Not that Dr. Phil. You know, the catch me outside <laughs> girl, Dr. Phil? But, uh... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's about uh, legalizing drugs. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That needs to be said here in the UK. That discussion isn't had often enough. Oh, my God. You guys, you guys got weak. I mean, the Brexit things caused so many problems. Oh, man. So. It's shocking. Also, I mean... Everybody else grew. The whole rest of the continent grew, except for you guys. You don't you know? need to tell me. I, I am yes. completely aware. Thanks, Jorge. You know, there we- <laughs> damn. I mean, I just hate to see. I hate to uh, see it's that bad. stuff. It, but the uh. thing is, it's like, now I think it's been uh, three years until it was supposed to have officially got done with Brexit. And there was a map oh. released yesterday of mm. uh, like all the constituencies around the UK. There's like 600 of them. And they were showing what people think about Brexit now after it's been three years after the case and everybody apart from two constituencies out of 600 had said that Brexit was a bad idea. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a, uh... Oh man, I feel so sorry for you guys. No, I mean... don't mate. Don't it's, it's our own fucking fault. This is the thing. It's like, I, I was never for it in the first place. I think we are stronger together, but well, we, yeah. was, we were just fooled by uh, a lot of bad media. And a lot of lying politicians. And, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of people, uh, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but the Daily Mail readers who thought mm, that this would mm. have been a... <laughs> That's what it is. It's that people who read the Daily Mail and people who read The Sun, they were constantly spammed with a specific <laughs> narrative of Brexit will be a great idea. We will earn so much money. We will be £365 million a week better off to give to the NHS. And it was all bullshit. It was all just lies and propaganda. Oh, man. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, because look at look at the way... I mean, you, I, I remember the, the trucks and the channel... 
Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and man, you know, and then they, and then later they go and, and they're starting to interview these, these Polish truck drivers and they go, no way in hell would I ever go back to work there. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's just like the, the, the trust and everything, man, ridiculous. Know, it's, it's, it's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just a step away from being a third world country now. Yeah, it's, man. it's bad, man. It's bad. And everything's just got yeah. worse and worse over the last few years. God, they should let people grow. I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. makes makes life easier. And you would think as well with the shit state that we're in, that the government needs some kind of tax revenue and something that's going to boost the economy. And yeah, yeah. legalizing cannabis would be massive. They'd get a shitload of tax revenue in. There'll be hundreds of thousands of jobs open up all over the country from people growing, trimming, people in coffee shops, you know, and cannabis consumption lounges where people are, can, can work behind the counter and sell both. Oh, yeah. You no know, delivering weed to people. It's a huge boost to the economy. But of it, course, our government have already got their hands in that pie. So they don't want to share. Well, wait a minute, Mackie. Don't don't go around saying that weed is going to be a money tree because everybody who's legalized it's thought that and it, it's always falling back on them and real when they realize it only you can only stretch that money tree so far. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, what happens is they overproduce. And I, I saw it firsthand in Oregon this summer mm -hmm. where they overproduce. Uh, there's too many growers, uh, uh, not enough dispensaries. Mm -hmm. And there's only like 4 million people in the whole state. Mm -hmm. And so, and they can't ship outside the state. You know, that's, yeah, that's illegal. Idaho is the state next to it. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, have cannabis. But you know, Washington, California, and Nevada, all the state other states that surround it do. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, there's only a few places that benefit by outside population. Yeah. It's um yeah, and it's and then I just got off of a talk program with a uh, podcast with uh oh uh, the cannabis legalize. Uh, oh god, I forget right now. Um I've been talking all day. Um <laughs> But they were two lawyers and man, they all of the regulations and stuff and mm -hmm. it's, it's way more complex. Yeah. Than yeah. It used to be. Yeah. It's um, it's like when they legalize it, they add more rules to it than were there in the first place. Yeah. You know, it started off with no, you yes. just can't do it. And now okay, you can do it, but you're only allowed to wear one shoe. Yeah, you know, all these ridiculous <laughs> fucking rules that make no sense, you know, and it just makes it more complex, right. man. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, so true. I mean, I I agree a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Now, how's things in Barcelona, though? How are the uh, the rules oh. over there? Uh, they're okay. It's kind of like uh, detente. It's a uh, quieter... Uh, We've still got the social clubs. They're still open. They've, they've uh, had inspections by by a cop and a, somebody with a, that's an inspector, a building inspector from the city. Right. And both of those guys make you nervous. Oh, you know? for sure. So you're yeah. supposed to have like a, a maximum of cannabis and and uh, pass build, building code inspections. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So most people have, have done that. You know, they dance around the maximum thing. <laughs> but um and it's worked it's worked all right so um yeah they're still in business and stuff but nothing's growing uh there hasn't been any big changes and then two you can go on uh what are these yeah what are these cannabis you look up g-u-a-r-d-i-a guardia and then seville is like civil right. and then cannabis on youtube and you can see the the arrests that have been going on in Spain. Uh, they've got a like a news arm that shows all this stuff. All oh, right. It doesn't show all of the bus, but yeah, it's kind of like an advertisement. <laughs> so it's still not fully legalized over there in Barcelona. Oh still, no, yeah, it's still no, no, no. It's tolerated. Mm. You can grow at home, but you're not supposed to. You know, the neighbors aren't supposed to. To see it you're not supposed to basically you're not supposed to uh uh sell it that's right. that's mm -hmm. where things turn yeah through. you're not allowed to make tax-free income for example exactly yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's a shame 
well <laughs> it's better than nothing though no? yeah <laughs> yeah 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 exactly mm -hmm. uh, but you know it's sunny and people grow here and stuff so it, it's okay and uh there's there's a good supply of cannabis but um it's nothing like the united states my god i was in california and <laughs> oregon and washington and they got so much dope there it's amazing mm. yep man i'm unbelievable is it high quality as well yeah yeah sure well it, it ranges it ranges mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean some of it you definitely consume first right <laughs> uh, but uh yeah it, it, it definitely ranges and there's you know growers that are quite quite good and others that are more commercial growers right yes. but the volume is un unbelievable right uh, i i went to one farm and a hectares it would be like uh 40 40 hectares or 100 acres of wow. u.s yeah and it was uh, like under hoop houses and that they could take off the the hoops you know and it was all in raised beds or a few pots maybe a, a, like 10 percent was in pots but most of it was in raised bed and so it was like super productive mm -hmm. it's amazing and you, i mean you can grow a heck of a lot so they got a big overproduction problem yeah and then in oregon too um they were growing literally tons and i saw well there i saw like a whole ton uh at one place it was just waiting to sell they they, they can't sell it um, wow a whole ton of yeah. cannabis yeah just mm -hmm. dry flower ready to go yes wow it's a dry yeah. flower trimmed buds ready to be, ready to be put on the market yeah and see the the government well the state knows you have that so you can't sell it you know, it's, I mean, I suppose you could fudge a little bit, but it's, it's, it's hard. The price is low. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's hard to sell on the black market once you're registered, you know, you have to have a thing apart. Yeah. Mice could and, eat it, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things could happen to it. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's really heavy overproduction. And, you know, Oregon, not as much, but uh, California, for sure. Oregon had a fair share. Wow. But they produced a lot of cannabis and shipped it out of state, you know, so. But, they, but they're not allowed to do that, right? Well, yeah, that was when it was illegal hmm. uh, and things were rocking and the price was high and everything. But now a lot of those things here. here dog friend, the dog's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to let the yeah. dog in. Hi, dog. He's, <laughs> yeah, here's he's midnight. He's black, black, black. Oh, he's nice. Yeah, he's, he's a, a good dog. dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty, pretty excited. A little hyperactive. Yeah, and the little great. dogs usually are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, this one is. Yeah, he's hyperactive. He's going to want to fetch real soon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So things really changed a heck of a lot you know, mm -hmm. what it used to be. Um, yeah, much different. So, and then there's going to be two other big changes in America. Uh, the two big ones are when they allow interstate commerce, mm -hmm. uh, selling between states. And then the second one will be when cannabis is, it's legal to um, do banking. Yeah. The cannabis yeah that's a problem that's affecting the whole world really isn't it because uh it's huge well that's why canada's taking the lead on everything because they allow banking right and if you allow banking you'll also allow uh the stock market uh True. so there's a lot that'll make it go crazy and then a whole lot of people are going to go uh, go broke right because yeah it, it will happen what, why would that happen? Why would they go broke? Uh, because of expenses. In, right, in, banking expenses. Uh, no, because of growing expenses. Right. Uh, a lot of growers, I mean, will go broke. Uh, okay. They're the ones that suffer. Because, for example, if you have to pay for your water and put it in a truck and haul it and then apply it and uh, grow in a greenhouse in a cooler climate, you have a disadvantage you're yeah. paying more mm -hmm. okay. yeah. but if you pay for your water by the acre foot 
and it's low and it comes in a ditch, you know, where you can pump it mm-hmm. and direct it through a hose. You don't have to lift or drive or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you live in a warmer climate, your expenses are lower. Mm-hmm, Those right. guys will, they're going to do better. Yeah. You know, I mean, they grow uh, 80% of the salad in uh or the greens in california i mean in during especially in the off months in uh uh one valley you know and mm. and in san joaquin like for, well yeah no in in uh actually salinas i oh. call it the salad bowl yeah and then they also grow there's a few places like for example artichokes they grow best in in um castro Castro, California, mm-hmm. and then uh, another one is uh, celery. They they require specific climates, right? Celery mm-hmm. is a good example. Specific climate, uh, Fahrenheit fifty five degrees. I, I don't remember that in Celsius now. Fifty five oh. degrees Fahrenheit, and uh, uh, a high high humidity. They do best there, and they grow like without problem. So you know that's where those guys are going to have the best advantage. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like you grow lemon trees in in Chicago. You know, it doesn't yes. make sense. You grow them where it's warm. You know, where it gets sun, the proper climate. So that's what's going to happen with cannabis when they open those two things. Do you think that and these then, uh they'll start growing cannabis in these, like in the salad bowl and where they grow artichokes? You think they'll change to a, a more valuable crop? Oh sure, mm. sure. It it it, it kind of depends on a few things. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, wherever the advantage is, um, it, it just makes sense, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, it'll follow economic rules at that time, because it'll be like any other plant. And Hopefully, that'll be a yeah. huge, yeah, it'll be a huge shakeout. There'll still be rules and, and stuff and some things that hold people back from dealing with it. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's going to make uh, shipping it uh worthwhile mm-hmm. you know because it's already a very high value crop yeah mm-hmm. and i think so, that would actually the shipping would probably help the craft growers the people who are trying to grow the high-end stuff that stuff that everybody wants well yeah because see also i think I, I truly believe this along with this will happen the uh um they'll they'll, they'll grow more field cannabis you know uh-huh. out in yeah. the field mm-hmm. and it help have a lower price Price, but I have a, a very good uh, uh, profit ratio mm-hmm. you know, for amount of money you put in for the for, and how much you get back. So what happened with that is to make it into concentrates, and concentrates are really good because they're they're homogeneous, and then you can put it into food and uh, uh, other uh, and drinks, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. put it into other other products. So that market will grow uh, substantially. Right. And then the craft market is going to stay around for sure, just like uh, wines and stuff. Because yeah. you, you can't, it's really hard to grow good dope in a big, uh, in a big uh, way. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. really is. Yeah. I haven't figured it out yet. For sure. We, we've seen that uh, often is the bigger the farm is, the lower the quality of cannabis is. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Because uh, you can only watch so much stuff mm-hmm. and keep, keep on top of it. And, and because because see we gotta admit we we've been babied because all of these plants are totally babied. There's such a high value. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> think something as, as big as my fist is worth a a, a hundred pounds sterling. You know, yeah, that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, maybe even two hundred, mate. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's the truth. Cannabis is expensive yeah, yeah, here in the go. UK now. <laughs> Depends on the quality of that nugget. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's Cali weed, you know, with the finger oh, quotation a, marks, Cali weed. If it's in a Cali weed bag, you mean, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. But with all these yeah, farms in the in that, the USA, <laughs> is that something you've never considered, Jorge? Would you like uh, have people growing cannabis on your behalf in the USA? Like Jorge's no, no, cannabis uh, farm? Well, I, I don't know. Um I've certainly certainly looked at seeds, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, cannabis and and I like the you know the the whole market really, mm-hmm. um, because it's those are all the guys I know and that's where I came from and yeah. 
it's you know um we all kind of came there together and so it's it's you know it's my roots so i, yeah, I like sure. staying there mm-hmm. um it's nice but everything you see now is or well especially in the magazines and stuff is um large farms and people you know talking about their products talking about what they're doing there's a lot more um you know money in the marketplace now and you don't see and then you see um people talking about growing but a lot of posing and stuff you know i i kind of like to see people growing in the backyard and at home and then they don't have to worry about all of these other issues mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's like always nice that people grow- sorry monkey i said i said like the sound of that growing in your own backyard that's right man that's the way it yeah, should be done a good deal yeah, I was able to in in Sonoma, California, and uh, it was great because I had uh, four raised beds and filled them up with cannabis every year. And it's you know, Northern California climate, so they got really big. I had to make the fence taller, actually. Damn yeah. it. How long ago was that? Uh, I sold that house five years ago now. All right, so it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, yeah. Five, and I lived there seven years, and actually... Three of the years I recorded in um, here, this book here, and and uh, as a case study. Yes, love that book. Yeah. Everybody needs to get that book, the Cannabis Encyclopedia. I'm trying to put it on. Yeah, it'll just it be blurry. Don't look back to your face. Yeah, it doesn't want there. there sort of got Sometimes it. Sometimes it it We've showed this book off so much. Any of our listeners who okay. can see that picture, okay. they so will they know the book it. without okay. even if it's blurred. They're like, I know that book. Half okay, of them good. probably own that book by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it really it's is purple. an encyclopedia. It has everything covered in that book. It's an amazing book. Yeah, it it gosh, it does. It took you know a long time to write. Oh, so no doubt. Work, no doubt. Together. Man, on and on. There's not even I any typos to... in there, you know? <laughs> oh, um, well, there are. I mean, there are, I have to say. I'm sure. Know, yeah, yeah. Mistakes. I mean, you can't make that big of a book without making mistakes. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like three columns. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm working. Well, right now, you know, I did the, the We Grow Cannabis. And then we translated already to uh, Cultivamos Cannabis, which is uh, Spanish. And then that, we'll give that one away. I think we'll start like next week or the week after really soon. And then uh, after that, I have translated the uh, Cannabis Encyclopedia into Ooh. Spanish. I had it all translated before, but I looked at the market and everything and I thought, oh gosh, it, it'd take forever to get my money back. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to put that on the, on my website and give that one away in spanish it just as a free download pdf download uh no uh where where it'll be on the site and it'll be like uh interactive and stuff wow cool because yeah because the pdf is good it's good for some stuff but um you don't you don't get the full benefit and stuff and Mm. then also it's uh, you can do a lot more stuff when it's on on the website mm-hmm. and make it a lot more interesting. Uh, you've got more control and stuff. Yeah. So and this uh, is what people do to look at content nowadays is through the website. Yeah. 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 Every, and everybody's got you know like uh, oh this thing doesn't focus the mobile phone. There it goes. It was, mm-hmm. They've got the mobile. Phone. So um, everybody looks stuff up on that. And yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm 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 doing now. That's a big uh, project, and that's a huge yeah, book to be, be putting up online. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, it's not so bad. I'm going uh, getting it all sorted and stuff to put it online is is a bit of a task. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm working with a couple of guys now, uh, Stefan Meyer, who's been in the cannabis business. Well, I mean, I've met him in in his hometown in Mugio and in um um Italy, or i mean in south switzerland yeah he's a swiss guy cool and uh like 23 24 years ago yeah forever ago and um anyway i'm working with him and he's like uh 
he knows he knows more people than me i can't i mean literally he does wow and then in the cannabis world you know and more mm -hmm. scientists for sure and also uh marcelo marcelo who's the uh who's the technical he's a argentino guy lives here and he's like really good with the computers so i got i've got help so that's good because i'm just not qualified to do all that stuff <laughs> it's hard work man it's uh, and it's hard to do on your own as well even if you were qualified you need a team to do oh, something yeah. so such a big project like that yeah there's a big volume big volume mm -hmm. and i've got a bunch of other stuff we're doing too we'll we'll uh put more books up after that um yeah it's just going to go on and on so i got these guys guys going um and I'm going to stay busy uh, making interviews as well. I just, well, I mentioned that earlier. I had one, had one earlier. I should write everybody's name down so I can remember. Um, Maybe they're on your calendar. Maybe you can find them there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Cannabis, Cannabis Legalization News, uh, CLN. Cool. They've Good. been on, um, yeah collateralbase.com they've been on uh they've got a, a program for the last four years oh cool i haven't even heard of them guys i'm yeah, gonna have to check them out two yeah. ones in seattle and the other ones in yeah there's there's quite a list of uh podcasts it's pretty amazing um yeah and yeah incredible so anyway, yeah, I've been talking all day. I didn't really plan to, but it kind of <laughs> happened that, that way. How many interviews are you doing every day? Well, just today. Today, I mean, uh, the, the, it, it uh, touched two. I have two today. Um, and other days, I don't know, I've got a couple more later this week. But it's averaging, I don't know, um, three three to four a week now. Oh, it's not not so bad. So that's that's Okay. But I'm doing a lot of other stuff. I'm getting the get well right now. I'm getting the the cannabis book, uh, cannabis encyclopedia, is Spanish ready to go, mm -hmm. and that takes a little bit. And it's uh, damn it, Spanish too, lower with Spanish, mm -hmm. and you know it's not it's the second language, not the first language, so it's always more difficult. Yeah, and then uh, just you know slower basically, and um, yeah, I got uh, well like I say other. Other things as well. We've got a newsletter, um, too, and uh, yeah, I'm doing a podcast once a month too. What and your your it, own podcast? Yeah, yeah. Gary's oh, cool. on it. We're just kind of playing around right now and haven't announced a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we can get our technical technical stuff down. One time it was like pretty not too good because you couldn't hear Gary, and he's. He's Scottish on top of that. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like how Scottish. Some people oh, will, yeah, know, uh, really think yeah, Scottish exactly. accent. Yeah. No, he tones it down. He's been living down south for a long time. But uh, <laughs> if he gets excited and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, he starts speaking faster. It's harder to understand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Uh <laughs> Now, podcasting would be a great way to go as well you know it would be good for yeah, you to have so, a podcast um, yeah and, and that's really good you know yeah yeah that's uh that well it's it's always been so much work for me but now like i say stefan and marcelo are helping and and then gary too man i mean gary uh he's uh well he's got the doctor's degree in uh, microbiology mm. and also uh uh the the minor in the genetics the genetic uh, and he just is a wealth of information mm. uh and you know one of the biggest things i've learned from him are the things that we don't know and i think a lot of times we don't know something so we just make shit up <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> just wing it yeah for sure yeah 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 but that's that's kind of it yeah yeah i mean now research can be done on the cannabis plant as well, well to some extent there's still, mm -hmm. you know, with it being federally illegal, there's still issues in the USA. But a lot of work has been done over the last 10 years to try and understand how it grows oh and God. the effect it has. Yeah. Well, it's incredible. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. The deal is there's... Um, um, 
those guys in there's a place in Switzerland and uh oh what's it I always forget the it's got one of those German names, you know. But uh uh Pure Gene, Pure Gene's the name of the company. But my gosh, they've got some great scientists there and they've they've done so much, so much genetic work there. Mm-hmm. And so many other people have too. Um they decoded the genome of, of cannabis and they're working on finding all these different markers, right? Hmm. So you got a marker, you know, that uh, it can, well, the characteristics that it controls and characteristics such as, you know, uh, uh, the height of the plant or the internodal spacing of the plant or the cannabinoid profile of the plant, um, different, different parts of that. Or the auto flowering, the couple of genes that uh, control auto flowering. You know, um, once you know those those building blocks, uh, you can work with them, mm. and uh, you know, basically breed them into by you know crossing yeah. crossing plants together, but breed them into uh, uh, commercial plants, and. Uh, that's been going on all over the place. Yeah. It's and most crazy, of these man. guys, all of them, all of them that I've seen are working with auto flowers. Right. Oh boy. They put the auto flower chain in plants that produce a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I was oh, check this out. So there's this guy, uh, uh Cliff, not Cliff, but uh 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 Clint, Clint, Clint Shock. Uh he's got a doctor's degree in breeding. And anyway, he's uh, he's like 10 years older than me, like or he's like 76, 77. And he's been all over the world. He's bred tons of plants. He's uh, he's got uh, his big thing is stevia. Stevia is a uh-huh. sweetener. And he was in Brazil and Colombia for years uh, working on those. But now he's Professor Emeritus at uh, Oregon State University. And he's kind of like in charge of the cannabis program. They're the, they always uh, talk to him about any breeding stuff, right? Hmm. And because he knows more than anybody. And he lives in my hometown. He's this, the, the agriculturalist or, uh, from my hometown for the, the county. Yeah. Wow. And he already, you know, like for sugar beets, he, he made the leaves smaller and, and picked up the sugar content. Uh, for beans and peas I mean, and, and, and potatoes. He's done like really work with a lot of crops. Hmm. So this guy, he's over there working on cannabis now and he's working, you know, working with uh, uh, autoflower. Cool. And my God, I, well, I'll, I've got pictures. Uh, there's one of them there. One of the pictures is him in the uh, uh, We Grow Cannabis. Yeah, Clint Shock. You can do a quick search on it uh clint clint Clint, yeah clint shock s-h-o-c-k um and these plants he's done more he's been breeding now four years he's done more than than anybody else that i've seen and well no i think maybe the guys in switzerland too have maybe other people that i don't know but yeah in four years those guys have been sounds like a really interesting guy man i'm gonna try have to get him a guest on the show i'm gonna reach out to him um Boy, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't really know this world. He's he's like a cultural guy. Yeah, but uh, even still, that would still be some great information to yeah to talk oh, about. He's, mm-hmm. But he's he's real interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the things he spends is like uh, about 90, 90 for, about 90, 90 plus percent of his budget is spent on uh genetic testing that's awesome yeah 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 see that's a clue imagine the things he'll be able to pull off in like 10 years time when yeah and isolate all the genes actually he's more concerned with you know long-term stuff and i he's doing like more institutional stuff i think now i mean i'm not really sure where everything's going that he's doing Mm. but my god the guy is like it's it's pretty incredible yeah mm-hmm. there's so many other other people as well working on the same kind of thing all around the world yeah it's crazy yeah. man. yeah yeah uh and and they're like top level experts that really know what they're doing 
Mm. Uh, you know, and, and the, the, the growers have done a real good job with all this, you know, with everything they could work with. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of times, I mean, you couldn't keep the same garden in the same place for three years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was one Mm -hmm. of the parameters you had to deal with. Times changed, Uh, man. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, tons has changed. So everything's, everything's uh, progressing, but still there's, there's a lot of like recessive genes in, in stuff. And well, there's not a good, seed well there's there's you can get seeds mail order and that the seedsman thing that's that's a good deal that's a good deal because they you know they vet everybody and stuff and now and that and it's it's good for europe europe and america too but now Mm -hmm. the seed business is growing in america Mm -hmm. so we're going to see a lot of a lot more genetics change hands yeah Yeah. but i just like to see the you know the gene pool will open up a little bit have mm. more things in it seedsmen are high quality we always recommend yeah. seedsmen you know good cheap seeds with quality genetics a few of my favorite yeah. strains are from seedsmen you know the seedsman jack hera incredible strain beautiful mm. oh yeah it's grows lovely one. smokes lovely and then the cbd cream and cheese they have Mm-mm-mm. oh yeah right Mm-mm. incredible right. Gosh, there's so many, so many things. I don't even, I don't always pay attention to all the new stuff. Mm. Yeah, but they've been, um, I've just seen consistency come out of them. And that's yeah. what I always look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's definitely. good. And I've known those guys. I've known Tom, the owner, for for lots of years. God, yeah. And um, yeah, he's always been a good guy. Um, yeah. Honest, straight shooter. And he's keeps doing stuff, you know, keeps doing the same stuff and Got a good reputation. Mm-hmm. A lot of ties, you know, ties here in Spain, all that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. From old, old times. <laughs> I say they're yeah. a good company, man. And a good reputation is hard to build. And that they definitely have one amongst lots of growers. Yeah. But yeah. these experts, you know, these experts you speak about who are doing all this genetic testing on cannabis and all this kind of stuff, I bet they all have the cannabis encyclopedia on their bookshelf. Pretty much, you know, it's pretty amazing that I, yeah. Uh, it's all your uh, fault, Jorge. It's, <laughs> you are to blame. Uh-oh. No, blame, that's, blame. that's true. I'll have to say I, I am pretty, uh, it's always kind of shocking to me how many people are, have yeah. my work. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, it's. it's so you, you just don't think about it very much. You just live day by day. But now and again, it will hit you like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, it doesn't hit you until, you know, something happens. Somebody mentions it and talk about the change. What really gets me is, is the change. It's, it's, it's helped people to make in their lives. You know, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. decided this is the direction I'm going to go. And that makes a difference. You know, I mean, gosh, just to give somebody some information where they save a bit of, bit of tax money, that's nice. But to, you know, help them make a decision as to their, you know, what they're going to do for a career. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, I don't know, that, that's, uh, that's the stuff that gets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, here's something funny, and, and this kind of like look at objectively, but the people say different things over the years. Like they used to say, thanks for helping me keep my house. Thanks for helping me keep my ranch. Thanks <laughs> for helping me put my kid through school. Uh uh, you know, because they, they have a big bill and uh, a couple, but it was, all, you know, so, or, or one of the desires. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because they could make a, an income. And then n- more now, it's people will say they it changed their life, the direction of their life. Um, yeah, but they made the decision. I didn't make it. It's just, you know. No, you just provided the, the information, you know, just a, yeah. a gentle help in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, when did you first make them the VHS? Remember the VHS you made when you had the oh, shades the- on and the black beret with the dreads? What year was that? That was yeah, back in the 90s, I- right? Yeah, yeah, it was like 98, 99, 98, wow. 97, yeah. maybe 97. That's when I was in Canada. And then I, I was living there. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Because I didn't have to cross the border. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had waited a long time to do videos because it just didn't seem like 
the right time. The equipment wasn't good enough. Not enough people had a VCR. It was just too early. Mm-hmm. And then High Times kept wanting to do one. And then finally, I go, I go okay, well, because it was a good deal to do it up in BC. Because, you know, you could go to a lot of grow rooms. Nobody really was, uh, nobody was getting arrested. And it was it was pretty loose. And that was the best, the best, best scenario to go do that stuff. Yeah. We did another one in uh, in Spain. Yeah, a couple of years later, we did another one in Spain. And then a third one, we shot part of it in Amsterdam, but it was, it was harder to get into grow rooms back then. Um, mm-hmm. There was a few places you could go to, but it was, by then the, the, the climate had changed then a bit. Yeah. Um, a bit technical. I remember in one of the videos, you were showing how to build a grow room as well. Mm-hmm. Mm, the different size the bench inside no, we did that we did that at the bank yeah actually that was a funny story we did that at the bank across the street from um uh from mark emory's store wow on lower hastings <laughs> lower east hastings on uh in vancouver yeah wow and the day and, and one of the days we were filming it um actually it was the last day uh they busted him uh, they busted him. The whole street was full of cops, and they had oh, the geez. FBI was there from U.S. Yeah, yeah, they had all of that stuff, and so we all sneaked out the back of the bank because it was one of those great <laughs> big old bank buildings that they that uh, uh, what somebody bought it. One of my I didn't know him. I knew I knew him, but I didn't. They wasn't a good friend, but they bought the building, and then so we could shoot there you know we could shoot it was a nice big space so that's where we built the grow room and it was just like i say right across the street from from mark yeah wow <laughs> he comes in and we, they say yeah yeah look out the window they're busting, they're busting the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> and everybody's running around saying oh man they had a crowd gathered there and stuff, screaming at the cops. And- oh my God! You just got an orange glow from a HPS burning. You know, <laughs> um, it, was, it was kind of a funny. Well, it wasn't too funny for a few people, but yeah, oh, it's definitely yeah, it funny was, to look back on, though. Yeah, it is now because I think, Jesus, oh, old times, old times, yeah. yeah. I mean, I bet you got so many cool stories and so many memories because you've been in this game for such a long time. Yeah, the ones that I can remember because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I can't remember a lot of stuff. Uh, wow. Yeah, so because see, I was in it before. Well, in '83 is when my uh, I made my first book, and but I was in it before since like well, let's see, '70s from the '70s. From the mid seventies, I was in it. Yeah, yeah, doing it before yeah. people knew what to be done with it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was still early. People were were learning back then, but yeah, but I was I was growing and and uh, selling too, mm-hmm. uh, and transporting all of that stuff. And um, yeah, you because you'd always there'd be you'd have bad luck once in a while. It wasn't just the police, but see, you could get ripped off and. All yeah. kinds of stuff back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Well, you still can, but it's it's just different the way they do it now. Yeah, <laughs> they seem to. Yeah. Um. So there was there was pitfalls and things, you know. But yeah, I used to. Oh yeah, in Northern California and Southern California and Oregon too. Yeah, yeah. There was there was you know a lot of growing, mm-hmm. and people are still growing. But that that's when oh gosh, I got out. I really, I, I didn't really do any big commercial growing when the price, I would, I got out about the time the price was 3,500 a pound, wow. but it went all the way up to $5,000 US a pound, maybe more, but this was just on the West coast. Hmm. So that was a ton of money. And now it, it turns for 500, you know, yeah, one tenth the cost, yep. you know, but there's no danger in it either. Mm-hmm. So much a lot more. of the money went into the risk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, so many of those guys, I know they would make so much money and then they just spend it and then come back and be broke. You know, a lot of people did that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, the, the it, well, you had to really because if the police came and mm, to get you, then it would all no, be taken, right? No, you had to launder the money and get through it. And I know other people that bought stuff that bought assets, mm. you know, a lot of assets and stuff, and they made it through all of the you know, the hard times where they take all your stuff, mm. you know, that kind of a hard time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, and, and the thing is, when you when you make that much money it's not it's not really such a good thing for the whole community and stuff because mm -hmm. later i watched garberville in northern california it went it, it was doing real well it was kind of like a sleepy little hippie community and it was great for years and then it started all the money came in and then then people from the city would show up there and uh now it's it's quite different. It went through like a boom town um, time, you know, because I've been going there. I've been staying at the same hotel. It's still standing too. Uh, the Sherwood Inn, well, they changed the name of it. But yeah, for the last 40 years, I know like the three generations of family uh, there. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But those guys, it's changed. You know, I know growers that have lived there for generations. But it's well now they moved out because the changed so much. Uh, but the whole dynamics, people would make a ton of money and then they'd spend it and then they'd get off, uh, you know, have things that the other people didn't and there'd be jealousies. And then also, since it's America, people could be armed. So mm. there's a whole faction of out at uh, out. Uh, what lost coast is what it was it is what it's called lost coast you know you can go get lost people that wouldn't have a driver's license you know right. um uh, that had uh you know federal charges <laughs> that they were getting <laughs> you know that were, were they were concerned about wanting to hide mm -hmm. but a bunch of those people lived there and uh and everybody's armed too so it was kind of like a, a, and then speed came, you know, like methamphetamine. Right, right. So all kinds of weird things happen. And and now there's in the south part of town, south, yeah, south part of town, there's junkies down there. The new hotels in the north part of town, it's it's nice. But the whole dynamics of everything has changed. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gone up and down. So it's not really a, and I know, I mean, you know people that moved out of there younger people that grew up there that moved out because they said it wasn't a good environment to stay in mm -hmm. they wanted to get out after after they get out of high school you know yeah 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 so you know you look at things over time in the big picture and it's pretty exciting but then later you look at what the results of things you know for the longest time it worked really well but not when um not when it got kind of like crazy yeah when the big gangs started to get involved and things like that oh yeah there's i mean uh mexican mexican mafia everybody i mean they're like kind of like a fixture you know <laughs> they talk about them but yeah they're regular guys growing <laughs> you know doing this. business like everybody else you see this talk about a uh, Mexican cartel in like the woods of California now with massive grow operations. They're not. They sensationalize a lot of that stuff. Those guys mm. are business guys. Yeah. They don't, you know, I mean, they're why, why do you have to be so hard and everything? You know, you, 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 you your goal is to make money, not to go terrorize people. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want to do is get in a shootout. Because, you know, in Mexico, you can get away with it. But here, it's not. Or, I mean, in, in America, it's not such a good deal. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> the cops are well-armed, too, you know. Uh, so they just do business. I mean, that's that's to the best of my knowledge. Uh, yeah, and there's other other guys like Mexican, just specifically Mexican, you know, or, or a dozen guys will get together. And they'll go, okay, let's pool our money. And uh, you two guys go out there and stay for a couple of weeks and we'll grow on stuff and then we'll trade off. And then they they circulate. That's also a thing. Mm. 
yeah yeah i mean it's you know yeah no no uh, matter what the rules are deals. Yeah, people find a way to get it done don't they yeah 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 it's an opportunity so it works mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just shocking yeah. how things have changed i mean i mean in the 20 years i've been doing this kind of thing it's uh changed a lot and you've seen it change oh, yeah. over like 50 years right no incredible you mm -hmm. know um what i remember what are some funny things uh people used to say hydrophonics they couldn't say hydrophonics <laughs> uh they used to call thc i remember uh tick tick it was that was a common word or not in in some circles it was what was another thing you're supposed to hang plants upside down so all of the resin will drip out um okay yeah <laughs> um those are and then we didn't other, other things, mutilate yeah. no i mean these these are just stories that and there's there's more uh, it, it was for some time it's hard to tell male you couldn't tell uh, a female from a male there was no information for that mm. for the huh. longest time okay yeah that was that was easy to get a hold of um yeah there just wasn't tons of information you know i mean you could from what you'd read in popular culture uh, yeah high times you know we, we had to refer to a vhs with this guy with a blackberry on with dreads that's it <laughs> that, that yeah. was your only information yeah. yeah and i mean all i did was just go and and tell the truth you know i mean i look into things and, and get the best information i could and then and then uh just spread that around yeah and and that worked really well because I, I mean you know like not a lot of people were getting all the facts straight and i was getting more, more of them straight than most people <laughs> <laughs> it's just a massive contribution towards the the cannabis uh, the community the cannabis industry you've just been such a huge part of it for such a long time yeah i guess so i mean you know i just don't know anything else to do mm -hmm. um yeah, and it's it's entertaining, you know. <laughs> Definitely, you get to learn all kinds of new stuff, and there's all kinds of new things going on, uh, especially with breeding. I think that's where we're going to see so many changes. But two, you can look at electronic stuff. My gosh, you know, I mean, everything you can hook everything up to your phone now. Yeah, and it's cheap. Mm -hmm. You can buy like little peripherals, and they all plug in. Um, you can do that. There's, you know. Uh, and lighting the lighting's changed substantially yeah the leds nobody even uses sodium or halides mm -hmm. anymore yeah it's very rare to come across somebody using hps nowadays yeah and and the changeover was like three four years yeah really quick it went from people uh, saying hps will always outdo led to like fuck that led is the shit <laughs> well it's exactly. true it's true but all all they had to do is prove it mm -hmm. and then that's what it takes for me to believe it has got to be you know like you got to prove it yeah and now they can and and that's another thing about legalization there's there's tons of you know lighting engineers that are interested now mm. um before they would never talk about cannabis specifically and they're also doing like light studies specifically on cannabis and they're finding out well one of the main things they're finding out is it's a varietal or strain specific you know how light affects them and so sooner or later they're going to get some classifications so you know that several different varieties or uh, strains work uh, or you know or, or respond to light in a specific manner mm. um and that's another thing. See, the breeding's got to be, you got to have these plants that are always going to act the same. Yeah. That, that won't get weird, you know. Um, so it all kind of goes together. Uh, but it's happening pretty fast, I think. Yeah. I think we're going to be pretty amazed, yeah. Some epic technology is on its way. You know, we can pop seeds and get the same phenotypes out of them. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> that would be a miracle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> CRISPR no, is the future. Yeah? Something's good at 80% now. 80%, wow. Or no, that was like, no, uh, actually a long time ago, that was uh, one of the, the high quality rules, 80%. And usually the way a breeding program works is you breed for, you know, in a certain direction for uh, 
uh, cannabinoid content or maximum content, but you also have the other parameters like, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, what um, insect and disease resistance mm. is, is a big one, you know, that you breed, breed for. And then also cold tolerance, it could be uh, another thing. And then mass, you know, uh, overall mass. But, you know, people, they're, they're breeding for that stuff now. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the, they do some more research. They'll find out uh, about all of the different climate zones they grow in. Uh, it's the best, you know, for the amount of light they get and stuff, the, the hours of light. Because you got two factors, main factors, you know. Uh, hours of light and then and then spectrum the you know what the quality of light that's received um yeah so they'll find out that stuff and then fuck, you just know that stuff and then and then you won't have to guess and then when you grow you'll you'll be maxing things out you know uh that'll be pretty cool but that stuff's in the future that's what i look forward to mm-hmm. yeah. well, i like the sound of all these so you know where you were talking about the autos earlier Imagine autos oh, yeah. that can like produce a shitload of weed in 10 weeks. Just, yeah. just grow ridiculously fast and ridiculously bushy. And yeah. Damn. Yeah. Cause the thing is, you know, there's this auto auto gene that you, that you can breed into a plant. And then the other part, what, what they're doing consistently is breeding them into a plant that uh, produces a large volume of cannabis mm. that takes a longer to flower. So uh, it may trigger at the same time, 20, 21 or three to four weeks, say, but uh, when it, when it initiates flowering, but it'll flower for a longer period of time and produce more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I'm seeing these. Uh, well, this guy, uh, Clint shock, uh, I saw him do that. And then also in Southern Oregon, I saw huge plants and uh, they were autos, but they planted them like about a foot apart. So, but they were about like 12 feet tall. Okay, and no. yeah, it was That's really weird. Plant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I, I don't, I didn't follow up. I don't know what the harvest was. There's quite a bit of leaf in there because the way they were planted. But man, I think there's a big, big future. I sure sure didn't see it at first, but now I do uh, with the autoflower plants. Mm. Um, yeah, because there's just been, well, heck, they, I mean, the first ones were like that little lowrider. I mean, it's that little guy. Yeah, remember that? that? Yeah, lowrider yeah, yeah. back in the day. Damn. Micro-thing. Things have changed a lot since then. Yeah, yeah. a heck of a lot. Mm. A heck of a lot. So all of that's, um, yeah, there's there's quite a bit to look forward to as far as, you know, um, advancement goes. But, man, market stuff's going to get rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that. That's that's a fact. But all the market stuff. Cool. You just got to see how things keep rolling. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, those factors I mentioned, uh, uh, when, it, when uh, the United States uh, allows uh, banking for cannabis, uh, and allows uh, allows it on the stock market, and then mm. the other thing is uh, interstate commerce. Those two things will change the profile substantially because then they'll they'll take on the status of well, not really tomatoes or broccoli, but you know it'll be a bit controlled, but not not like uh, not like it is now. It'll the yeah. whole dynamic will change. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, it would just take time, and the UK will follow afterwards. About fifty years after everybody else, probably. Oh man, I yeah. hope so. <laughs> I hope so because man, he's, like well, we were talking earlier. You had it really rough up there. Yeah, yeah, really rough. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, shame. It would be great to. I mean, because the UK, it's like gardening is the national pastime. Oh yeah, like and so many people use cannabis thing. here. Cannabis oh. is, is huge in the UK. Like oh, wow. a good third of the adult population must smoke cannabis uh, on, you know, either sometimes really? or all the time. It's massive. Really? Loads of people yeah, smoke. There's so many places with with uh, little backyards there too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know the one and two story buildings. Yeah, they're all over the place, and everybody has a yard. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, and yeah, and then gardening's like huge, 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 huge thing. That's right. And everybody, 
yeah, I can't believe that. I mean, you guys get everything to grow there too. And it's tough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah. Like, and then the soil and stuff. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I just love yeah. to see it there. We'll, we'll have the best cannabis plants in the world coming out of the UK one day, but right, right now they only come from these crooked ass pharma companies that are owned by the government. <laughs> Or the government, uh, they uh, own the government, these companies do. There's a big greenhouse opening up in Scotland, which they've just had a £2 million investment put towards them, and they're going to grow a load of cannabis out there. Oh, really? So it's not like growing cannabis is illegal in the UK. It's just you have to have enough money to bribe the government to be able to to do it. Yeah. Right. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Well, yeah, that just doesn't seem kosher to me, man. No, because we're normal people. You know, <laughs> when it comes to the government, they they think it's absolutely fine. Well, they're getting paid. Of course, they think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's you gonna do? What's you gonna do? Well, well this is what I've been yeah, doing yeah. all along: grow my own and leave the government out of it, right? Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. It's the best well, way to do everything. You know, I that's the way I started, and I, it's just so much easier. You know, there's just the one rule: don't get arrested. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, they take your dope, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't get caught, don't get killed. That's it. You're, you're yeah. Simple, yeah. simple rules. And yeah, and then it, it's fine. But but what's ultimately happens is people just keep growing it and consuming it, and ultimately they have to make it legal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all there is to it. Yeah. That's the and, way I see it. it. We will get there eventually. It's inevitable. It's just how long until we actually see it well yeah and i mean there's other places in the world like in oregon and also uh canada and bc they're starting a a test program where they in vancouver where they legalize uh hard drugs to two point two and a half grams cocaine right and fentanyl too even fentanyl was the one that got me yeah okay and fentanyl and heroin your the police will not take your your uh your hard drugs and uh they'll give you like a lecture they'll tell you you know uh give you places to go da 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 but uh they're gonna make this test for two years and Vancouver's always been a vanguard with that because mm. for years when I lived there in the late nineties they had uh needle park. And that was just off of East Hastings, just mm-hmm. down the road toward uh, Burnaby. And it was, uh, all the junkies were there. Yeah. I mean, it was just straight up and everybody knew it and they were junkies and um, there wasn't much that was done about it yeah. other than keeping them alive. And yeah, so I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, oh boy, there's well, a bunch of them. When it's treated as a healthcare issue rather than a criminal issue, and people can get help they need when they need it, and it will reduce the amount of addiction, and it will reduce the amount of people dying from overdoses of these drugs. You know, it'll, it'll increase the quality of the drug, so it's uh, it's not just got loads of shit in it. That's a great idea. That's a great idea, but uh, seems like nobody uh, gets that together. Uh, it's yeah. not a profitable thing. They only listen to experts that agree with their narrative. They don't listen to the experts that. You know, like, tell them that they're wrong. Like pharmaceutical companies, mm-hmm. the, the Stackler family, the uh, uh, with Purdue Pharmaceuticals, yeah, that uh, that makes the oxycotton and mm-hmm. uh, those guys, those guys, yeah. I don't know. Could go them heavy opioids, them, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. But but we not... shouldn't because we'll get, they'll they'll find us. They will all hey, <laughs> they'll hunt us I down. <laughs> I don't think so. We'd have to cost them money first. <laughs> when, For sure. Until we cost them money, <laughs> that's a different day. <laughs> it had to cost them, you know, like oh, minimum fifty million because I don't know if they turn their head otherwise mm-hmm. because they're so super rich. Anyway, man. Yeah. Well, anyway. Listen, I I should get I should get moving, uh, because uh yeah I've been uh pretty busy today and it's eight. Uh, you want to go swimming? You want to go uh, play fetch with a oh, dog? 
Yeah. I would love to go. I would love to go swimming, but I'm pretty tired now, and the, all the kids come at night. Oh right, so yeah, I fuck that. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go in the morning. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Or young people, they swim faster than me too. Yeah, they make <laughs> a lot of noise too. Yeah. All that noise and splashing. It's like God damn. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to do no, some laps here, bro. <laughs> we we got a lot of laps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they swim fast. The young guys get in, you know, twenty to forty years old. Mm -hmm. And you can swim pretty fast when you're that young. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even up to 50, you can swim pretty fast still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, who do I know that's that old? Yeah. But yeah. 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 You can. Yeah, man. Well, we appreciate your time, Jorge, as always, man. It's always a massive pleasure to sit and speak to you for a couple of hours. And we do really appreciate it. And we appreciate you as well and everything that you have done over, oh, over all your time, your career. It's been amazing, man. Oh well, hey, thanks so much. I, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, happy to help, but I'm happy to hang out, you know. I mean yeah, it's so much sure. fun hanging out with you guys and talking shop. And we always love having nice. yeah, always great chatting with you, Jorge. Always, man. So cool. So, so cool. one more time well, before you go, where does everybody find your stuff? Uh, what's your website? Oh, yeah, at uh marijuanagrowing.com. That's marijuana with a J. And then uh or Jorge dash Cervantes.com. Awesome. Um, those are my two sites and yeah, you can download my free book there and I'm going to be putting a lot of other stuff there too. Uh, and also sign up for my newsletter. So you're, you know, in the loop. Yes. You won't miss stuff. Awesome. Nice. But Hey, thanks a lot, man. Hey, no problem, man. We'll so, speak soon. Jorge. And okay. always welcome on the show, man. Just let us know okay. when you want to come back. Thank okay. you so much. Jorge. Thank you so much. You're definitely monkey and definitely Maxie. <laughs> thanks so much guys. Nice. Fantastic, man. We'll speak we'll soon, bro. Again. All right, bye, man. Bye, Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There he is. And there we go, everybody. That was our session with Jorge Cervantes. And Jorge will be back again soon, I'm sure. We like to get him on the show and just chill and chat shit with him for an hour or so it's always a massive pleasure and we do always appreciate it there's loads more interviews with jorge cervantes as well on our channel if you go to highonhomegrown.com slash interviews you'll see all of our interviews are right there ready for you to listen to and you can just pick out whichever one you want and listen to them there's like 50 there there's loads of really good interviews with legends in the cannabis community and there's like five or six with jorge cervantes so if you want to listen to more interviews with jorge and high on homegrown then head there again that is high on homegrown.com interviews and you'll be able to listen to as many interviews as you like over on that page but in the meantime I hope you have a good week. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Thank you, as always, for chilling with us and downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate every single one of you guys who take the time to download and listen to the show. So thank you very much for doing that. And we'll catch you on Friday for the Grow Guides. And just so you know, over the next few weeks, every day there's going to be live streams or premieres of our previous Grow Guides being sent out on youtube on our youtube channel youtube.com slash high and homegrown around 11 p.m gmt time every day so maybe we'll see you there hopefully so we'll catch you on the next one everybody stay high stay safe and we'll see you on friday for the grow guides goodbye